All right, everyone. I, I gathered you around here today because we have some big problems going on in America. Gas is too high, definitely because of Putin and not because of my green policies. We have biolabs in Ukraine, and people are wondering if they're real or not, which I don't even know if they are. Um, and we have a governor banning the word gay. I mean, who would, who would ban words? All this stuff is just stressing me out. And look, we have to find real solutions to these problems if we're going to make a better community. So, Mayor Pete, how are you going to beat this whole don't say gay bill in Florida? Well, Mr. President, I think that this law is very discriminatory, even though it is talking about kids from kindergarten to third grade. It is still very wrong. To stop this, I'm going to send my husband to a camp to recite the Pledge of Allegiance to the gay flag. That will definitely help. Mayor Pete, that's a great idea. That will help change people's minds about this whole entire issue. Alright, what about this terrible gas situation? How can we how can we lower these gas costs? Governor Granholm, what is your plan? Well, first we need to convince the American people to buy electric cars, even though they are expensive to the average family. This will be a great way for people to stop using gas. Along with that, we need to get off of natural gas, and we need to invest more in wind farms and solar panels, but not nuclear energy because that's scary because some bad things happened a long time ago. <laughs> uh, so anyway, that way we can have energy that we need to power the country, and also no new drilling at all, ever. We don't need gas here. We don't need oil. That's the only way to get out of this mess. Wow, that's awesome. Let's keep it up with more great ideas. Well, what about you, Jen? Can you handle this whole information crisis going on in Ukraine and Russia and stuff? Well, Mr. President, there's a lot of misinformation coming from both sides, but I'm working on confirming anything I can. I also think that it will be important to call anyone that disagrees with us Russian bots. That way, they will know that we mean business. Great work, Jen, and everyone else. I'm so glad that we have the best and brightest around us. At least we don't have to worry about COVID-19 anymore. What you are about to experience is out of this world. Politics. History. And of course, a lot of entertainment. It's time to rock it with the docket. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Kyle Dockery with the Dockery Docket. We are here with our very 91st episode of the Dockery Docket. I'm excited to be here, and I hope that you are excited to be here as well. And if you are excited to be here, make sure to go down below, hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, so then you never miss one of my videos. So, here's the situation. There are a lot of things right now that are going on. And honestly, all of it can be very discouraging. I mean, personally, it is very hard for me to listen to different podcasts and read different news stories and keep sane. It's depressing to see how evil the world can be. It makes you feel like there's no solutions to different situations, and the world is just on fire, and there's no way that anyone can put it out. It makes us wonder if there's any way that we can return to some sort of normal. Will this be our lives forever? 
controversy after controversy, and then there are wars over in the Middle East and over in Europe. Prices are rising all over the place. Are there solutions that we can take to fix all of these different situations? Well, I may not have all the answers, but I do have some. So instead of making three episodes about each controversy that has come up, I am making one episode talking about three different controversies that are happening right now in our lives. And they're very important to talk about. And maybe here or there I'll add some solutions. And maybe here and there I'll add some solutions that could help fix the problem. But remember, I am not the expert. I don't have the solution for anything. But if my plans sound good, then maybe in a few years you could vote for me as president. That would be great. So the first problem that we are running into right now is that gas prices are too dang high. Average Americans are absolutely ticked off about this. As the average gas price for a gallon of gas is $4.17 a gallon, which is the highest that it's been since 2008 when Barack Obama was president. Now the question is, who do we blame for this increase in oil prices? As many people will say that it is the war that is going on right now in Russia and Ukraine that is leading to this rise in gas prices. Now, those people would be correct in that assumption. As from the start of the war, we knew that energy prices were going to go up as Russia owned a lot of oil, and then they started raising their prices, and it just caused a lot of issues. And then we kind of made it worse on ourselves last week as America decided to ban Russian oil from coming to the United States. Now, don't get me wrong, this was a good thing to do as it will help tell Putin that we don't need to rely on him for oil and also energy, and it also hurts the Russian economy. It will just hurt us Americans at home a little bit as well, as we will have to pay more at the pump because more Americans still need oil. The situation with Ukraine and Russia is causing gas prices to go up. However, the war is only one reason wrapped up in a ball full of other reasons on why gas prices are rising. And the other reason is the Democrats' green agenda. As the Democrats claim that they have a solution to the gas price spike, and it's very simple. As people like Secretary Pete Buttigieg are telling Americans to just buy an electric vehicle. Easy. Sell your car, which will end up in a landfill somewhere, and then buy an electric car that has the average price of $56,437. I mean, that seems convenient for a single mother with two kids that is living paycheck to paycheck. Also, another important question is where does electricity come from? Well, I can tell you that right now it's not coming from a wind or solar farm. It is more than likely coming from a natural gas, coal, or nuclear energy plant. So this idea that you are going to save the earth by just buying an electric vehicle is wrong. It is important to remember that we as Americans still need gas and oil. And right now we are no way close to having a 100% green energy supply. Along with this, I believe that electric cars are very cool. I think I've said that in another episode before. I think they are the way of the future. But the problem is that these rich people telling poor people that they need to buy an electric car is like Marie Antoinette telling people to eat cake when they're hungry. Not everyone can buy an electric vehicle, so we have to find 
find better solutions that fit our needs right now. I mean, we can invest in that green stuff. We can also buy Teslas and people can trade in their cars. And But right now, I don't think there are a lot of people that are in the budget range to buy an electric vehicle. So we have to find better solutions that will fix the problems that we are facing right now. So another plan that the Biden administration is pushing is to not focus more on the Green New Deal stuff, but to ask other countries for oil. As America asked the United Arab Emirates and Saudi Arabia for oil, and both of them strongly said no. But we have other options. What about Venezuela? That's right, our plan right now is to take money from a dictator, being Putin, and giving it to another dictator in Maduro, who is literally having his citizens eat dogs and also making paper mache money, which we talked about in an inflation episode. All of this is a terrible idea, and I don't understand why we are buying from countries that literally hate us. Instead, a better solution would be to start drilling more in America right now. Right now, we could invest more in offshore drilling. We could start fracking in different areas of the country, and we can also start drilling in Alaska. This will make sure that we have enough oil to get us through without relying on Russia or Venezuela or Saudi Arabia, and maybe we could start selling that oil to our allies and make some money. Along with that, we can also still invest in different green energy. We can invest in wind, we can invest in solar, but the most important energy source that we could invest in right now is nuclear energy. Nuclear energy has had a bad rap. But as technology has grown, the safer the nuclear energy has become. Along with that, it is 100% green, so we can use it to save the environment, and it's very effective. And it's also a very good middle ground, as the weather really doesn't predict how the energy functions. It just always is working. Because with solar panels, at night, they don't really work well. And with wind turbines, we know that sometimes they don't run because some days aren't as windy. I think that if America took this action, then we would be able to get off of Russian oil. We'd be able to get our own oil. We'd be able to sell our own oil. And we'd be energy independent, which is very, very important. Anyway, there is another situation that we must talk about as well. And now for this situation, I have to be very, very careful because I don't want anyone to think that I am spreading false information or Russian propaganda because that is not the case. I don't want that to be accused of me at all. Remember, I don't like Russia, I don't like Vladimir Putin, and I hope that they lose this war. What we are seeing right now between the war of Ukraine and Russia is that there is a lot of misinformation that is being questioned right now. For example, after releasing the episode about the Ukraine conflict, there were some questions that rose up about if the ghost of Kiev was actually real as there were reports that were saying that the video from the Ghost of Kiev was actually from a video game. Along with that, we talked about Ukrainian men that said F you to a Russian ship, and then they were blown up and killed. Then there were reports that came out that said the men on the island were fine. They were either taken as prisoners or nothing happened to them. The problem with this whole Ukraine and Russia situation is that there is so much information that we are getting and we have to sift through that we aren't sure what's true or what's false. The newest form of propaganda that we are seeing right now is coming from the Russian media. As the Russian media is claiming that there are bioweapon labs in Ukraine funded by the United States. 
Putin and the Russian government are scared that the U.S., along with Ukraine, are creating biological weapons to use on Russia, which would kill thousands of their own citizens. Even though this is a lie, Russia is pushing this narrative so when they decide to use chemical weapons on Ukraine, Russia can throw up their hands and say, Hey, they had chemical weapons too! We were just trying to defend ourselves! It would be a worldwide tragedy if Russia or Ukraine or anyone used chemical weapons to kill people, so we have to make sure that all this evidence is true. So are there bioweapons labs in Ukraine? No. However, are there biolabs in Ukraine? Yes. As according to Andy Weber, who is a member of the Arms Control Association, Board of Directors, and former Assistant Secretary of Defense for Nuclear, Chemical, and Biological Defense Programs, he's done a lot of things. He said, The U.S. Department of Defense Cooperative Threat Reduction Program has provided technical support to the Ukrainian Ministry of Health since 2005 to improve public health laboratories, whose mission is to analyze the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Along with this, these labs are a part of a cooperative threat reduction program which began in 1991 when the Soviet Union fell, and this was to reduce the threat of existing weapons of mass destruction from the Soviet Union. So the Soviet Union fell, the United States had all these bioweapons, and they are having these labs, so then they will say, hey, let's actually destroy these weapons instead of giving them to Putin or someone else. So from all accounts, the biolabs are real, but they are not there to create weapons of war or mass destruction. Instead, they are there to stop weapons of mass destruction. They are destroying them. Along with this, some of these labs are like the ones from Wuhan, so they are studying different diseases. And I think that that's why people get so concerned if Russia were able to take over one of these labs, and then they fear that they're going to release deadly pathogens like COVID-19. That could lead to some huge problems on the world stage. So the question is, how do you follow along with all this propaganda? Is it propaganda? Is it real? How do you know if it's true or if it's false? First, don't believe everything that you hear. Now, this might sound crazy, but even with my podcast, I hope that I'm just one of your podcasts that you listen to. I hope that you are seeking different forms of information and that you're doing your own research. I hope that you are watching Fox News or CNN to get a different perspective because they might be saying something way different. I know that with this whole story with the biolabs, I have been looking all over the place to see if it's true or if it's false. And you can do that too. And if you find something and you're like, hey, the Dockery Docket wasn't right about this, send it my way, please do, because I need to know all the information that I can get. Along with this, we all know the truth. And the truth is that Putin is extremely evil. As this week, the Russian military blew up a hospital and also a movie theater where people were trying to hide from the bombs. I can't imagine this happening in America. And I know that I am still praying for Ukraine, and I hope that you are as well. The U.S. this week also gave a lot of money to Ukraine in defense missiles. So hopefully this will be helpful to them, and it will also end the war very, very quickly. The next topic on our docket is also very controversial, but it must be explored. 
The article actually comes from a subscriber who wanted me to talk about this topic a few weeks ago. So, thank you to him. This is your shout-out. And if you have ideas that you want me to talk about, make sure to send them my way and maybe I'll put you in a video. So in Florida, there was a new bill that was passed called the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Now, some of you haven't heard of this bill before because the Democrats have lied to you and called it the Don't Say Gay Bill. First, you are allowed to say gay in the classroom with this bill in place. You can say that little Johnny has a dad that is gay. That is not what is banned in this law. NPR actually has a very good piece explaining this new bill, as it actually explains what's in the bill, not lying to the people and saying that it's all about not saying the word gay. The point of the legislation is simple. It prohibits any instructions about sexuality or gender between kindergarten and third grade, or in a manner that is not age-appropriate or developmentally appropriate for students in accordance with state standards. So this means that teachers can't even talk about straight sex with children between kindergarten and third grade because that would be inappropriate. My thing is, why would children even need to know about any of this stuff between kindergarten and third grade? I bet we can all remember having sex ed. Mine was in sixth grade in high school. From kindergarten to third grade, I focused on more important things like Jimmy Johnson and Buzz Lightyear. I didn't know what a gay person was, and I didn't know what a trans person was, and I definitely didn't know what sex was. And at that age, I didn't need to know about that, or even worry about that. Now, there are a lot of people that will come out with different hypotheticals, like, what if there was a situation where a child is in kindergarten or in third grade and thought that they were gay or trans? Well, the school must contact the family. As according to the bill, if there is any change in the student's services or monitoring related to the student's mental, emotional, or physical health or well-being, and the school's ability to provide a safe and supportive learning environment for that student. There are no secrets between teachers and students, and the students are able to share their feelings, maybe with a counselor, who can help them navigate through all of their emotions and feelings. But the parents have to be in on the situation. They have to know what is going on with their child in the school. To me, now I might get some hate for this, but I think that this is a good bill. Teachers and students are still allowed to say the word gay, but if a teacher is going into a classroom and talking about sex between a man and a man, a woman or a woman, or a woman and a man, or talking about transgender surgeries, all of those would be deemed unacceptable for kindergarten to third grade. Right now I fear that people on the crazy spectrum are trying to sexualize kids, and it is seriously the grossest thing I think that has come out across this whole entire month. There is a literal summer camp called Sexy Summer Camp for children in rural Kentucky. In this camp, they will learn about sex liberation, gender exploration, BDSM, being a sex worker, self-managed abortions, sexual activities while using licit and illicit drugs. I would like to remind you that these are summer camps for children. These people are talking about things that are inappropriate to young children. It's gross, and it is borderline pedophilia. All of this is gross and terrible stuff, and something that we shouldn't support at all. But here's the good news. Parents and other people are standing up to these different issues.
as there was a new poll done by Politico where they asked the people of Florida if they supported this new bill. The first poll question said, to what extent do you support or oppose the following items in the bill? Banning the teaching of sexual orientation and gender identity from kindergarten through third grade. 37% of people strongly supported this question, and 23% strongly opposed this question. Along with that, the poll also asked another question. Do you support or oppose the limited lessons on sexual orientation and gender identity after third grade to age-appropriate discussions? Once again, we saw the same result. 32% strongly support this decision, and 22% strongly oppose this decision. We can see that people are agreeing with this law, and those people are probably against the sexy time summer day camp in Kentucky. And I believe that most people are sick and tired of this gay agenda being pushed everywhere in society. Children don't need to come home wondering if they are a boy or a girl, and they definitely don't need to get gender reassignment surgery or cut off different body parts. Let kids be kids. Not everything has to be sexualized, and everything doesn't have to be gay. In the end, there are many situations that are going on right now, and like I said in the beginning, it's hard to look at the news and find hope or find solutions in all of these different problems or find the truth in a sea of lies. But there is hope, there are solutions, and there is truth. All that we have to do is make sure that we stay vigilant and understand that we know the truth. We know that the left has been pushing their green agenda even before Biden was in office. As during our debate, Joe Biden said that he wanted to end the oil industry. We know that the pain at the pump is intentional as the left wants us all to get off of natural gas and into electric cars. We know the truth that Putin is a terrible person that is killing hundreds of thousands of innocent people. He is a war criminal. If there are biolabs in Ukraine, we know that they are not creating chemical weapons. And if Putin is going to use chemical weapons, then hopefully there will be consequences waiting for Putin. We also know the truth that parents are tired of a sexual agenda being put on their kids. And there is no need for inappropriate topics to be talked about in the classroom from kindergarten to third grade. I'm glad that parents are speaking up and stopping these different topics. I'm also sick and tired of the Democrats' lies of calling it the Don't Say Gay Bill, as we know it has nothing to do with saying the word gay. Some might be upset about that, but it is the 100% truth. And also, the best truth that we have right now is that we don't have to deal with COVID anymore because Joe Biden cured it. So, woohoo, everyone! And with that, I just want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Dockery Docket. And until next time, like my mom always says, be good, be kind, be loving, goodbye.